All right, so we have been doing a series on Genesis. What have you learned so far? All right, so from the beginning, uh, um, we talked about the void. Um, okay. In was without form and void. And then we talked about light and darkness. <laughs> and then we talk about the water cycle, okay. oh, evaporation yes. and atmosphere, and the, yes, the, the and like the life, and the land. life in the world before sin. Like there was like no death. <clears throat> there was like huge trees and the thick. Okay. And then we talked about the idea that light gives reference and truth. I mean, that was kind of the light part. Um, oh, like you can see that you can see. Then we talked about like, um, he that God made humans in His image and like our image. So like, the idea of the Trinity and the soul, spirit, and body. Okay. Um. And then, Natalia, what happened? God said everything was good, and it was good for a while. Then they ate the fruit. Okay, what was wrong with eating that fruit? He told them not to. All right, good. Rebellion, right? So, sin entered. And how does that change things? There is no death. Yes. Okay, there's death. The first animal sacrifice was made. Okay. Because they had to learn it as clothes. What do we call that? Um, knowledge of good and evil. Oh, yeah. What? Like, they, they knew. I think I saw the right. Atone for your sins. It's like atonement. Yes, what's atonement mean? Like. I think we've sang it before, God. What do you think it means? Like the price of your sins. Okay. What do you think, Audrey? It's like to not cleanse, but to like cover your skin, your sins. Okay. I don't know what. Forgiveness. Well, when you sin, how do you make it right? Okay. Why can you get that forgiveness? Because Jesus died on the cross. Okay, what did that do? Open the gate. It replaced. replaced. What's, what's your consequence for sinning and being born into sin? Death. Death, right. Physical death and... Spiritual death. Spiritual death. <clears throat> okay. Why? Because we need to ask the Holy Spirit to come in us. So then we won't be dead on the inside. Well, that does help. To, that does help to correct and to grow your spiritual life. But why do you, if, if you sin, okay, what's the next result from the sin? What do you have to deal with? 
consequences? Okay. Yes, you deal with consequences, but beyond that. So now you only deal with the consequences of sin. Because Jesus took on what for you? Sacrifice. He was the sacrifice. Your burden. Okay, we're getting closer. Sin. Yes. The burden of sin. Think of it very simply. If you, if you do something wrong. The consequences. He took on all the consequences. Okay, consequences, but let's say you go through the court system and the judge gives a verdict and then they give something else along with the verdict. They give you guilty or not guilty. Right. You're guilty. Now what do you have to do? What do you call that? A punishment. Okay. Consequences are one thing, right? Everything has consequences, good consequences, bad consequences. But somebody has to take the punishment for the sin. That's where the sacrifice comes in. This, where Jesus says, I will take on the punishment instead of you. So the first thing that they have to do you brought it. I'm talking about this because you brought up the first animal died because that animal was the sacrifice to atone for their sins. When you sin, it's to make you think, oh, I did, let's see, I stole something. So now one of my animals has to die because I stole something. That'd be terrible. Plus, I don't. Plus, But it's to get an image in your mind, right? Okay. Now, we go down through history, right? We go on in the book of Genesis, and people are starting to build cities, to learn technologies and things. What do they stop doing? Stop. We get to God. Okay, so they stop atoning for their sins, right? Right. They say, actually, I didn't tell God about that one, or I didn't feel bad about that. Nothing bad happened to me. I probably don't need to do that anymore. Right? And then they start to, we talked about your conscience. What happens to your conscience when you ignore it? It gets smaller. No, it like, like become numb to it. It's like that tinnitus or something. Like what, the ringing in your uh, Yeah, like, we did talk about that. Yes, that you, that you block it out, right? After a while. And that's what we, when we come to Noah. What was unique about Noah? He was the only believer left in the world. Yes. It says, only Noah was righteous and God saved him and his family. Uh, we don't know a lot about his children. We know that two of them, did you get to that? Did you talk anything about what, about what happened after the flood? Okay, well maybe you'll get to that. So we know that two of them aren't, um, they're not totally focused on God the way Noah was, but they are a somewhat righteous family. And <clears throat> what did you talk about last week since I wasn't here? We did um, Nephilim, um, Nephilim when you were here, right? When was that? That was two weeks ago. But we did talk about that. Hold on. Yeah, I think you were in chapter 6 and 7.
It's a story you should all know, but I hope you learn new things. The idea of your lifespan being like lifespan being cut, like the world, like the length of the time you live was cut down. We did talk about that. Yep. Did you talk about the flood last week? And Noah and the animals and the ark. What did you t why do you have that look for you? I don't know. I'm just trying to remember. Did you learn anything that you didn't know before? Or you hadn't thought about before with Noah's Ark? I have to be curious about this. If you took total memory animal, how did the population stay up? Because those animals have children. Well, yes, not children, but, how but did young. Yes, children have children with each other. With, with each other. other. With each other's siblings? Yes, really animals weird. do that all the time. That's really gross. They're well, they're animals. It doesn't matter. I know, but still. Any dog that you get from a dog breeder, they're all cousins, sisters, brothers. Yeah. That's how they get. That's how they get certain breeds by doing sure. that. Never buying a dog from a breeder that carries. Huh? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, like, was the dog that we brought oh. was, was like his, her like uncle or something. <laughs> so, what did you learn about with Noah's Ark? Um, did... The animals. What about them? Okay. And Except for uh, what animals? Did you talk about that? Maybe you didn't uh, talk about it. Well, that? yes, but there were special animals. It was the ones that they could eat. They had more. The, yes. What do we call? Ox uh, or cattle? No. Um, turkey, chicken. No. I don't understand what you're it, What animals can you sacrifice? Um, lambs. Yes. Goats. Yep. Um, I don't know if it lists all of them, but it call they are called clean animals. Oh. How many of the clean animals did he have to bring? A lot. Oh, oh. it's specific. God told him exactly how many. Oh, sorry. silly me! I turned to Exodus chapter six. It's a key number that you see all the time. That means complete. Seven. Well, I think it's seven male and female, right? Or does it not say? Yes. Yes. I wasn't here, so. somewhere up here. Yes. That's how it's going to be. That's what Jesus said in Luke. Oh, yes. Yeah. I brought that up two weeks ago, but Levi might have talked about it again. I remember that from last week. Okay. And uh, God made it so, like, the lions on the chip didn't eat like the other animals. Right. That they would usually eat. You would have to think so, right? Right. And where else have we seen God do that, anyways? Daniel and the lions then. Because the lions didn't eat Right. Because it's not just the lions, like. Right. But that's just the most. Don't want the snakes eating the mice. Or the corn snakes eating the copperheads. Another species of snake, right? Yeah. Corn snakes? Yeah. Yeah, but they eat the poisonous ones. They'll eat like a copperhead. That's why you want yeah. corn snakes around. Yeah. And lots of other animals, if right? They, that's kind of the whole thing. Enough, like, if hippos <clears throat> get hungry enough, they are known to, like, there are some breeds of hippos that are known to eat their own kids if they get hungry enough. Yeah, bears do that too. They they kind of like, wait for they, the mothers to have cubs, and then if they're if yeah. they're hungry, and they'll just eat a cub. Oh, most males will just so, kill the baby yeah. and eat it just to breed with the female. Let's. Well, That's what the we aren't going to get too off track on that. Okay. What? Did, anything else to highlight? Um, 
Because I all I know you all know the story generally. Go for wood. Yeah. How did they stop woodpeckers from eating the wood? Just like well, if it's not rotten wood, woodpeckers don't go after it, or if the bark doesn't have bugs in it. So, generally, well, that's not always point, true. How did they stop all the birds from eating all the bugs? Well, God did it. He could do that. It's called miracle. Okay. We talked about, did we? I can't remember what we talked about, but. Um, so like it not only rained, but like water also came up from. Oh. Like it says yeah. like the depths of the. Yeah, and there could be like all the fountains of the great deep broken up somewhere. Okay, good. So that is going to lead us into what we are going to talk to you about tonight. With we're going to talk about the water, the flood. And evidence for it. Oh. Oh, um, that place that we used to go to on Wednesdays, that's evidence. Remember? Is the hike there? <laughs> is that the the evidence of It is. We'll talk Huge about that. mass of water once went, once went straight through it. Yep. And it was heat. Okay. So, I'm going to start off with this. That's all right. Um, well, there are, we could spend like six weeks or more just looking at evidence and looking at details with things. There's tons of stuff to, and I just picked out some common ones, easy ones that it doesn't take a lot of scientific understanding that you can just look at it and it plainly explains it. Um, so, let me ask you this, Does the, do you think the earth looks the same today as it did when Adam lived? No. No, okay, Pro we know that it doesn't from Genesis. Germany back then. Maybe, I don't know. We, part of that is we don't really know what it looked like because how in the world could you if you believe the entire thing was flooded? And the more that you think about it and you look into what actually happens, you see how catastrophic it was. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're gonna. Like every state and country in the world used to be connected, and there's cracks in the earth that kind of prove that something. Okay, happen. yes, we're gonna talk about that. Well, we'll get there. So let's go. We're gonna first go to the Bible, and we're gonna read the actual details of what happens as far as the flood occurring. We're gonna skip over the parts um, of Noah and the animals and all that stuff, but we're gonna look at what actually happens. Uh, Meteorologists? Whatever. Meteorology? Meteorology, yeah. And geology and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Genesis chapter six or chapter seven, and we're going to read verse four, and then you're going to skip down and read nine through twelve. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I made will destroy from off the face of the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark. The male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the six hundred year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day where all the mount, while the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. Okay, so. Um, what it appears to be is that at first it rains for seven days, just rains for seven days. Have you ever experienced a time where it seems like it rains all week long? Yeah. Yeah. Usually we have, if we have that happen though, it's, it'll be drizzly, 
and there might be thunder showers and then drizzly, drizzly, drizzly. We're getting weird weather lately. I remember like a while back it's, it hailed, but on yep. a nice and bright sunny day. Tends to do that. Um, most springs you get a hail at some point somewhere in the area. Um, There are places in the world where it does rain for weeks on end. They call it the rainy season. Um, There's also the rain Sometimes forest. it's called a monsoon. And then there's also times where you have hurricanes, right? And that's essentially a lot of wind and a lot of rain that you get that, that develops on the coast. Um, Tsunamis. Yep. And with those, you get flooding. What is that? If you've seen videos of it or you've seen it on TV. Oh, you're talking about funnel? Well, so that's uh, like when a tsunami happens, and that's why people get sucked in. A tsunami is a, a wave. That comes at them, they don't get sucked in. Maybe you're thinking of a whirlpool. Huh? <laughs> like a hurricane, a lot of rain. Right. What does it look like? It's rain. A lot. What's the ground look like? It's Usually, Torn at some out. point you see the reporter that's like wearing rubber boots and it's up to their knees. And then if it's really bad, you see people sitting on their houses and it's yeah. flooded up to the house, right? And all of that is just from rain. I saw this one. Listen. Listen. Yes, that can happen. So, have you ever seen pictures where there was so much rain that it covered a mountain? No. Yeah. No. There's this one stupid fake picture that somebody. Okay, a fake picture. All right. But no, right? There's not a picture that says, "Hey, look, the it was flooded." I'm trying to think of a small, up to like the Smoky Mountains or something, small mountains, or even the Adirondacks are about to be, no, that doesn't happen. So, but you do get flooding and that's what we see here at verse in verse seven, that he goes into the ark after seven days because of the waters of the flood from the rain. Okay, that first seven days. Then we see, um, that it continues to rain for 40 days, but um, in verse 11 is where we see a divergence from any other flood in history. What's it, what did it say in verse 11? That the thing, what, the earth was broken? Yep. The, it says... The bonds of the great deep broke up. Yes, the fountains of the deep broke open. Okay, now, anytime you see in the Bible of the deep or the deep, the Bible's usually referring to something below the surface and oftentimes the ocean, okay? Jesus, and, um, it's talked about, well, that might be in Isaiah. Sorry, I thought of this just now, but that, um, your sins are cast into the deep. That's how far away that they are separated from God because of what Jesus did. And that refers to the ocean. That's deep in the ocean and you can't get to it. Now, um, I want to go back to Genesis chapter 1. And we'll look at verses 6 and 9 in create through 9, sorry, in creation. Genesis 1, 6 through 9. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament and the Evening and the morning were set the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let dry land appear, and it was so. Okay, so we see here, or going back to remind ourselves that. 
Yes. Yep, and he's dividing land and he's dividing waters. And what this is now, mind you, a lot of these things are theories, but very good theories with a lot of good evidence. Because nobody was there as a scientist saying, oh, I saw that this water was buried under this rock and these molecules, right? That aren't, these, those aren't the types of people that are writing like Moses. He's not, doesn't use that type of language that a modern day scientist would use. Um, but it seems to be that there were water, there was water underneath the surface of the earth, underneath the crust of the earth. Um, everyone's had earth science, right? No. No? Yeah, no. What do you call it now? It's earth science. Oh, you skip it. Yeah, you could either take uh, earth science, chemistry, Oh. Anyway, or, yeah. Okay. Yes. So you never learned about water cycles? Oh, I oh about the water yeah. Cycles. Where yeah. when did you learn about that? In like two years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you have your Earth's surface, right? And then you have oceans. Right. And these, honestly, these are extremely exaggerated how deep I'm making these already. The, if you were to shrink the earth down to the size of a golf ball, it would feel perfectly smooth to you. You would not even be able to tell by touch where the oceans and mountains are. That's how small in comparison to the diameter of the earth those changes are. Um, then, so then even underneath all the oceans, there's crust that goes underneath them which is like your rock, your dirt, your solid stuff. And then of course, as you, there's the magna and the molten core and stuff. And the tectonic plates. But apparently, underneath oceans and other things, there were caverns filled with water in between. And recently, they have, Scientists believe that they, there is good evidence that there are still these giant pockets in stone filled with water that are like 410 miles below the Earth's surface. You better hope nobody and accidentally drove that the, far. Oh, uh, we can't. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Oh my gosh, is that, is that why the water came on the rock when Moses hit it? it I mean, like, maybe, like I mean, I don't know. But so, and they believe, and they think that the amount of water that is still in these caverns is three times the amount that's on the entire Earth's surface right now. Oh dear God! So, <laughs> so the possibility that 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 this is how God chose to flood the Earth, based on the language in the Bible and the science that's out there, even though they're not necessarily trying to prove that the world was flooded in the way the Bible says. But it appears that God broke open the surface, wherever it might have been, and they came out like fountains, okay? Um, so like, kind of like a geyser? Just... We're talking way more than a geyser. Like, think of more like a tsunami volume times 10 in a geyser form and then many 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 of those happening now th of course these are these are just theories right mm -hmm. or of what it might have looked like uh, it so seems theories are still horrifying yes and they do seem based off of everything that we know to be a very good idea of how it happened um, <clears throat> so Hold on, let me, I gotta flip my page here. So you can start to imagine how cataclysmic this event looks. And you all learned about, have you learned about um, 
tectonic plates yeah, and the shifting of them and that's yeah. how you get earthquakes. It rotates the earth on the axis, the two intercollide, and one accidentally goes over the other, brushes, causes an yes. earthquake, could cause now, a volcano to go off. What do they also say that is happening when these tectonic plates are moving? Tsunamis, monsoons. No, not those things. What's happening, what's being made? Oh, oh my Okay, magma can be released in that, right? That's where you get volcanoes and things like that. Magma, molten rock layers. No, what's you being made? On the earth. Okay, what's a volcano? Oh, be what, uh, what's being made when a volcano erupts? Volcanic ash. Ge geographic, um, geographic feature. They usually make volcanic ash, but also cause more magma. It could even cross. Mountain. Uh, it's a, oh, like volcano, it right? There, a like, volcanoes are a mountain, like, right? Mount, you guys are all too young to even have it in recent history, but Mount St. Helens, and oh like the late '80s, I think it was exploded. That was a mountain, but it was a volcano that had just been dormant, dormant for very, very long that nobody even thought about it. Nobody thought. <laughs> Can so, somebody go drill into the top of all the mountains now and please make sure Mount Everest is secretly a volcano? <laughs> I don't know about that. So, <laughs> so what you have was. happening at the same time is that these, th these fountains are breaking open and you can see places where maybe this is where it happened, like the Atlantic, um, the Atlantic Ridge and then the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Ocean where it's deep and there's these fissures, giant fissures in the plates where that may have been where it burst open and all the flood water is coming out and being shot probably miles up into the atmosphere. There are cracks all over And then the also raining down. There are, so there could have, we don't know how many of there's these are breaking not open. There's one said to be, there's one that said not to be that far from where America is. They're all over the place, so. Yeah, but and then, the so at the same, if these are breaking open and this is shifting the Earth's crust, then you have the crust <laughs> moving. And now the evolutionist side is that these mountains and things were slowly formed where the plates are slowly moving, 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 moving. But the creationist idea is that this happens much more quickly when the, when God breaks open the fountains of the deep and they begin to shift. Um, so we have, along with all this water coming out, and the plates shifting and forming mountains. Probably chunks of earth and rock are being hurled. Right? There's times where you geologists will say, well, what is this rock doing here? This isn't supposed to be here. There is no other rocks like this around here. Well, if you have things, the whole earth is breaking apart and there's water moving quickly and moving things all over the place. This can explain that type of stuff. And then we have, um, jumping ahead to chapter, in chapter 7 to verse 19, we finally get to where the whole earth is covered with water. So let's read 19 and 20. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Okay. So, we see that um, the water... Yes, that doesn't sound like a lot, but this, this is... This is my understanding of reading it, okay? Because this is a narrative thing, and it makes it, if you read it as a narrative as a whole, that the waters came up over the hills, and then they went another 15 cubits and covered up the mountains. I don't know, that's what, because obviously we see there are many mountains that are much taller than 15 cubits. 
<laughs> right? Anything classified as a mountain is probably more than 15 cubits. And if it's a narrative, we don't know who it, if you're narrating it, what elevation are you narrating it from? Maybe there weren't. So that's another theory that it could be that and then the they haven't got their, they're made during this flood where the plates are still shifting and things like that. We could probably spend a whole night just talking about plate theories in relation to the flood. <laughs> There's that much stuff where people have ideas, Christians who are scientists that have ideas about these. So. Now, what happens is after everything is covered, after that 40 days, the waters stay on the earth for 150 days. That's about five months. That's a long time for the entire earth to be flooded. And have you ever, I'm sure you've all played in like a pond or like even a kiddie pool where you're putting all kinds of rocks and sand and grass and things like that and it gets swirly or you have it in a bucket and then after the water is not swirling around after a while you get all your rocks at the bottom and then your sand is still floating around in the water and eventually if you came back hours later then the sand has settled down and it's getting clearer but the grass is all kind of floating on the top still okay so Imagine that kind of thing where you have these, all these things swirling around on the entire earth that's flooded with water. You have rocks, you have dirt, you have sand, you, but all kinds of dirt. You have trees of the whole earth, anything that's a bio-organic matter, leaves, flowers, animals, dinosaurs, all these kinds of things are swirling around, floating around, and then we see that things start to settle. But also, so that's one, all right, you get different types of dirt and rock that start to settle in layers. So you get probably heavy stuff at the bottom like granite and then sandstone is lighter. I'm just throwing stuff out here because I'm not an expert, but then you get stuff like certain muds, clay, whatever it might be, loam is light. It's like, like kind of like peat moss type stuff. Like you, if you have loamy soil, you have nice soil to plant, that kind of stuff. And now, that's one thing that happens before we move on. Also, as these plates are shifting and things, things may have gotten buried quickly that didn't get a chance to flow up. Oh, that's when we get like the pockets of like coal. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was gonna Practice. mention. Didn't we talk about a while ago how like the flood came off the mountain and like pushed like the forest into the side? Yes. Well, that's what, like, you look at the topography of America. Like, you have the great, like, plains in the center, so it can down. Yep, you kind of have, like, these ripple, yep. So why we have all the coal mines. And that's why they think that maybe the Atlantic Ridge is where some of the pockets of water started from that creates this wet water that pushes things quickly across. So, since you brought up, brought up coal, that was my next thing. Coal and oil are made from? Dead ends. Dead organic matter, yep. So, evolution really has no solid theory on how there are so many pockets of oil and coal. We haven't even come anywhere close to exhausting the amount that we have. 
And they say it might be the uh, some of them say it might be from like the bodies of dinosaurs compressed over thousands of years. Yes, probably their best one is an asteroid that crushed a bunch of dinosaurs and buried them. That's probably their best, the closest thing that they can come up with besides a worldwide flood. And because, listen, what, what normally happens to plants, animals, let's not even talk about animals, let's just talk about plants. If plants die here right now on the earth, mm -hmm. in your backyard, what happens to them? They rot. They rot. They die right where they are. They fertilize the next seeds that are planted right where they are. Or yeah, they, they wind up with weeds growing there. Because not only do they have to be buried, they have to be compressed. Yeah. So how how would that happen fast enough? Right. So here's, and maybe some of you saw that, because some of you have been to the ark museum thing yeah they might have one of these there I can't remember but I've never been but they have found in veins of coal when they've dug through it they have found actual human made tools that are artifacts and like human like may obviously either it's like an axe head or like uh, like a tool that was made how did that get there? How in the world would that get there? It was washed there with everything else. Right, right. It seems to be to be more pretty solid evidence for the flood and why we have those things. Um, <clears throat> so we'll leave that the sudden bearing of stuff and go back to these layers of things. You, what do we find in layers of rock? Because what happens is, obviously some of it's already rock, but these muds and things turn into layers of rock. If you believe the, in the flood, that you believe that might be how it happened. What do we find in them? Different fossils. Fossils, good. And the, you see the, don't you see like the same, like, Age of fossils in different layers. Is that something? Oh, so that's the claim. Yes, that that's. No, like no, like like they claim that older fossils are are found in deeper layers. Yes, but they found fossils that are the same age in deeper layers. In when they've already said that these and this animal never lived in the Jurassic period. And then they find stuff that they say is in the Jurassic period, and they find stuff like humans or things like, not human bones, but there are some, now there's fake ones out there too, because people are always trying to make yeah. a quick buck. But they have found dinosaur tracks and human tracks next to each other in stone. Like Angel talks about. I mean, right. you can't deny it. Right, if you find a real one, right. So, oh, yeah, because people have tried, have made hoaxes. So that's the difficult thing with looking at this stuff. You have to have a little bit of wisdom. Be willing to not just attach to an idea because you can also it fits your it. bias. Because there are people out there who have faked things for the creationist side. Okay, so you have to be careful out there. Not everyone has good intentions. All you really have to do is honestly carbon date and it can tell you how old it is. Carbon if it's dating. more recent. So I did not plan on talking about that tonight because that is a whole other long thing, but did carbon you know? dating is not consistent is what I will say. That's the best way to describe it, that people will have, have, had, have done um, like a double blind test where they would take it to a place that carbon dates, they'd take something that was found old and something like died yesterday and the died yesterday will come back as millions of years old and this thing that is at least hundreds of years old comes back as not hundreds of years old. Like, and so it's, it's very, it's pretty, it's pretty um, inconsistent in how it's used. So, but we're not going to go down that that track. 
tonight. So we're looking at stuff focused on the flood and things that are easy for anybody to see. You don't have to be a carbon dating specialist to do, okay? All right, um, so as the flood then over the next 150 days, it begins to subside and go down. Runs off of high points into lower areas. Maybe it goes back into caverns and pockets. Maybe God allowed it to go back into these pockets. I don't know. We're not sure exactly how that worked. Um, there are, I won't go into it tonight, but there are a couple theories out there about how the, how the water subsided. Um, verse 2 of chapter 8. Let's read that. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of the heaven were stopped, and the rain from the heaven was restrained. Okay, so that's God again. He's the one who is in control, who is stopping the waters. Now, as before we leave this whole idea of the water covering everything, this is a really good one. One of my favorites. Um, if water is covering everything, it's covering the mountaintops, what kinds of things that are in the water might be left behind? Normally in the water that you see today. Sharks. Sea creatures. Sharks. What kinds of sea creatures? Fish. Dolphins. Freshwater. Whales. Orcas. They could probably swim away in the water as the water's subsiding. I mean, some of them might get stuck. Oh, Crabs might. Jellyfish. They can move kind of quickly. Oh my god, talk about Imagine plant life. Nope, not plant life. Like, what, I don't, I'm sorry, what was your question? Bivalves. Do you know what bivalve is? Uh, those little, like the little shells that are sweaty. I know they are not. Bivalves are clams, they have two, bi. Oh. Or um, there's other things that are not clams, like but they all have two, like mussels, and there's all kinds of other sea creatures that have two shells mm -hmm. that move back and forth. They have found these. They don't move fast. They they can kind of bury themselves in the sand by they have like a leg. You got your clam. <laughs> they have like a little leg that they stick out and they can also like shoot water and stuff and they can bury themselves. But if the water's suddenly gone, they can't move. They're stuck where they are. And they could also get covered up so deep that they can't get out. And what you find, which is crazy, is on Mount Everest and on the Rocky Mountains, they have found bivalve um, fossils. How in the world would they have gotten there if the tectonic plates are moving just micromillimeters and slowly forming they the mountains over millions and millions of years? I'm pretty sure the clam could get away if they were formed that way. Right, but they seem to be moving kind of fast, like the rotation of the earth, fast. Oh, yeah, I've heard, that. but that that theory is before there's life on Earth, that that's how they were formed. But it's possible that they could have not changed at all and been moving that way this whole time, and nobody would have ever even noticed. You mean slowly? No, fast. Fast? Think about it. If the day, if they were moving <laughs> slow, think about how But we experience earthquakes when they move very slowly. True, but think about it. We would know. <laughs> okay, I'm not a scientist. You'll have to find a scientist and talk to him about that because I don't know that well enough. But what I do know is that clams don't live on mountaintops normally. Okay, so um, as the waters subside, then we see things begin to be formed. Just like if you're at the beach. You dig a hole and you start pouring water into that hole like you do at the beach. Eventually the water, when it gets full enough, it finds a way out. 
And then if you keep doing it all day at the beach, eventually you have a little stream that's going back to the water, right? And in this case, we have lots of water. We have layers that haven't turned, these muds haven't turned into rock where there's, where there's fossils yet. And a little bit of water starts like that, right? Like this is a cross section of a river. And then as it moves, it keeps going deeper and deeper into the mud, the stuff that's still mud and hasn't turned into rock yet. And it can cut through it quickly. A lot of water moving quickly because this is a lot of water that covered the whole earth and is suddenly seeking a lower spot right away and can cut through the muds quickly. Unlike the claim that the Grand Canyon was formed over millions and millions of years by comparatively, if this is how wide the Grand Canyon is, now there's this little stream that's like this deep at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Letchworth is another one, right? That's a nice local one that you that you could think of. Um, now, we aren't going to talk about this tonight. It's a whole other topic, but there is the Ice Age. Some things were formed during that. It's hard to know exactly. There's tons of theories out there about when it exactly occurred, but some things like the Great Lakes the prevailing idea is they were formed during the Ice Age because they're shaped differently and stuff. But, so, that's different because it's ice that's moving and it can do a lot at once. Maybe, or maybe the Great Lakes were formed during the flood. Hard to know, right? That's where, again, we have to say we, we don't know for sure, but there are enough things out there. And I just picked a couple ones that, I, that are easy, to me, that are easy to remember, easy to point to, easy to understand for anybody just to look at it. But we could have spent weeks and weeks on all the different things that are much more scientific for evidence out there. But that's all I have for you tonight. And we will look at more. Um, I think we'll probably do at least one more week here with Genesis. All right, thank you.